0: Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. This week on the podcast we have one of my closest closest friends uh, Sean Costello and it's about his wedding to his husband but unfortunately I wasn't at that wedding as they chose to get married before we'd met uh, which is a source of great disappointment to me as they are a wonderful couple and brilliant brilliant friends and it would have been great to have enjoyed that special day with them. But I've heard a lot about this wedding from all of their friends and it did sound like a very special day. So this this chat actually developed into something quite deep and I'd have to admit it's perhaps the only podcast I've recorded where I almost started crying as we were discussing things. Uh, Sean and his husband, they got married before gay marriage was legalised. So we did have quite a, an interesting chat about that and the impact that has and the importance of getting married and being very public about it. So let's dive straight in, and I do hope you enjoy it. Hi, Sean, how are you?
1: Hi, Sarah, how are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Good.
1: It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see you as well.
0: And lovely to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you very much.
0: I've been trying to get you on the podcast for a very long time, but unfortunately, you've been on the wrong continent.
1: I have. So, I'm back on the right continent.
0: It's exciting to have you firmly in the city that you should be in that's maybe, true, the that's true. I mean. as we've been friends with each other for crumbs eight years now yes and i would have really
1: to say, forever when, for, well in our of, hearts when you think about it in yeah. our
0: hearts yeah. but i'm disappointed that i didn't get to go to your wedding
1: we didn't know each other you
0: foolishly got married before we met Oh yeah,
1: yeah 10 years ago august 10th
0: well, so you got married in 2008
1: 2008 yeah
0: what well, are you going to do something special for your ten year anniversary? I am. Yeah, what I've been you
1: researching to? it. I don't know yet.
0: Oh my, okay. Well, you've got
1: have got yeah. less than
0: a month. I right? know, I
1: know. I was uh, researching it this morning, actually.
0: I get cracking. Like,
1: I think I googled top ten ro- most romantic towns in England. Um, so, yeah, I'm at the very beginning. Okay, but well, so we'll go away for the weekend somewhere, hmm. uh, somewhere near the coast.
0: Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Well, bon chance with that planning. So, how long had you been dating when you got engaged?
1: So, we have been together 15 years, and now married uh, 10, so we were together a little over five years uh, when we got married.
0: And who proposed to whom?
1: I proposed to Sean. be the same name, Sean and Sean.
0: Which is really which helpful. Which is
1: very helpful. Yeah. Because in
0: my mind, I always know which We You don't I'm have to
1: fact check yeah. <laughs> on <for the laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: I know which Sean I'm talking about, and people are like, but, but who? And yeah. I'm like, oh, for goodness sake. When we first sake. got together,
1: uh, I r- remember thinking, oh, there's no way. I can't be one of those gay couples that's like Bob and Bob or Dave and Dave.
0: But it's also quite interesting because you're a twin. So I always find this really fascinating because not only visually do you look identical to somebody else, you've married someone with With the the same same name. That was
1: probably part of it. (laughs) I mean, I think I was like, you know, I spent my whole life a bit, um, you know, people would confuse me for somebody else. and, And so when I met Sean, I thought, well, this guy's amazing. Uh, but I just like, no, 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 I want my own identity. And, uh, I jokingly said to him cause he's, he's six years, six and a half years older than me that, um, he should change his name. And he was like, <laughs> no, you change your name. So now you're Sean's like, wrong. I
0: already know how to spell my name. I'm not and changing I think
1: it. I, one of the reasons is I had this crazy idea that we would get cards and it would say Sean's you know? <laughs> and I just was like, Oh, I can't be one of those. And we get cards now. That's exactly how people title the cards. Is it? Yeah, they say Sean's colon, and then yeah, yeah, not yeah. not even Sean and Sean. It's very often they say Sean and Sean in person. But if you get a if you get I like a always, Christmas card, yeah, I would. Yeah, you would, you would. I would always refer to you as Sean and Sean. But, I would never. Now people refer to us as Sean and Sean, but for some reason on Christmas cards or people run you know, out. People, people just run out of Just go Sean's colon, <laughs> and you know you're like okay, all right.
0: So you were dating for about five years, and how did the proposal come about?
1: We were in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. We were taking a... where I'm from. We were living in New York City, and we took a sort of a summer drive up the coast of New England. And we ended up in Boston, and I got uh, a hotel room, and I had ordered uh, rings from Tiffany. <sighs> Beautiful. I know. Sort of these uh, silver I can't remember, uh, some, some metal um, that looks over And um, we were in the hotel room and I think he had gone to the bathroom to take a shower or something and came out and got changed. We were about to go to dinner and I sat him down and asked him to close his eyes. And, and I just handed, I put the box on his, I said, open your, open your hand. And I just put the box on his hand and that's it. open your eyes.
0: Oh my word. I know.
1: Yeah. I know. Was he
0: really shocked?
1: Totally. A hundred percent. Yes, I mean. Remember, ten years ago, gay marriage is much more talked about today. Um, but well,
0: two thousand and eight, gay marriage certainly wasn't legal in the United States. No, definitely not. Wasn't legal here in the U.S. We had civil partnerships, but we in didn't UK, have. You mean. Yeah, yes. sorry. Uh, we didn't have. Um, we had civil partnerships, but we didn't have marriage. Yeah. And you actually ended up having your wedding in Ireland, and at the time, gay marriage wasn't legal there either.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's funny in hindsight how kind of meaningful that is, but at the time it didn't, it didn't feel, it felt important, of course, you know, it's my life, it's my marriage, but, um, I never grew up with this idea that it was even possible to get married. You know, it's just not something that gay kids just even, even considered because it just was so far from reality. And so when I proposed, um, I knew it wouldn't be a church wedding, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> not that I would even do that. But um, I, I wanted to have a ceremony that felt important. And as you know, Sean is Irish and from Dublin. And he'd been living in the U.S. for many years. And we, we didn't have a particular idea of where we, we wanted to have the ceremony. But we spent we had, by that time... We had spent a lot of time in Ireland. I'd never lived there. Now I've lived in Dublin. (laughs) But um, we were in the west of Ireland seeing some friends outside of Galway. They randomly brought us to a place where they had gone to a wedding and they loved. And it was a small little castle. They call it a castle, but it's really a run-down country home. But it looks really beautiful. It's on the water, on this weir, um, galloping horses, crumbling gardens, you know, that kind of thing. And... um, I don't know, we just decided we're going we're gonna to get married in the west of Ireland. So.
0: How were the logistics of that? Because you were living in New York at the yeah. time. Obviously, a lot of Sean's family w- were still living in Ireland. Yeah. But all of your family were in the U.S. In the US. Yeah. So how did you begin to manage the logistics of, you know, obviously, you've been to the venue. You can, you can book a venue over the phone. But the wider, yeah, well, you know... I'm
1: terrible at these things, so as you know... Um, <laughs>
0: I Did you have was, a wedding planner?
1: So we had a wedding planner on the property Yeah. who was a bit... Uh, <laughs> had her own opinions. Oh, okay. Um, and my best friend, Laura, um, works for uh, a big company in the US, one of the luxury retail companies, and she does very high-end event planning, almost like super VIP marketing mm. events. Um, and... Uh, She offered to help, so she flew over to Ireland two or three times. Um, I went with her once. Uh, The wedding planner came to New York once. So there was quite a bit of planning because it's, you know, we had 120 people, almost equally half from Ireland and the U.S. Um, And uh, what I did not really appreciate was that the venue looked great, but... We had to bring in every single fork, glass. It was a
0: dry hire. Everything. Yeah.
1: Um, I've never even heard the term dry hire. So uh, did it?
0: Have, was it plumbed? Like, did it have its own toilets? And yeah, stuff?
1: totally. I mean, it had okay. kitchens and. Because some toilets. dry hires,
0: you literally have to oh, hire. That's,
1: no, no, we didn't do that. Porta
0: potties. But stuff. we had
1: to hire every single component of the wedding, yeah. and and it was in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, beautiful nowhere, but it was in the middle of nowhere. Um, so. It took some work.
0: Well, oh, credit to Laura for yeah, I know. taking yeah, that yeah. on. Good and Sean did some,
1: and with some friends, those friends who lived in Galway, it was a big team effort. But Laura did the most. So to help us
0: after you've had the engagement, you have decided you're getting married at this place in Ireland, and you tell your families hmm. what's their reaction. And I only ask this because obviously at the time,
1: gay marriage isn't
0: legal in any of the places. It was that also not in. even
1: in the news, right? Yeah. People weren't really. The term "gay marriage" was. Well, I mean, a-
0: here in the UK, it was all about civil yeah, partnerships. So, yeah, And it, it
1: I grew, mean, it kind it of got a
0: resurgence, I would guess, kind of 2010 onwards. But people were just yeah. fighting for it. But it, it certainly wasn't, uh, not as much as it has been saying Ireland in the last I mean, five. I
1: years. I think that you know Sean and I are a really good couple. I think um, uh, I think people recognize that my family. Likes him maybe more than me. Oh, I think um, that's definitely true. And, um, <laughs> and his family really likes me. And so we, um, I think we just sort of announced it. I, there was a bit of a cluelessness to it. You know, I, I, i maybe that's the wrong word. But what I mean is I didn't care if it was legal. I didn't care if there was a priest. I didn't care if there was a piece of paper Mm -hmm. you know I knew I met somebody that was absolutely the person I wanted to spend my life with and and I wanted my family and my friends and Sean's family and friends to be together and I wanted to sort of profess how I felt and um and that's what we did
0: which I think is the most important bit of a wedding I do too because I think there is something so special about Being in a church or a hotel room Mm -hmm. or a village hall Mm -hmm. or wherever it is and watching two of your friends stand up Mm -hmm. and profess their love and Mm -hmm. make that lifelong commitment to each other. Like, to me, that is the most important bit of a wedding. Of course, the party and everything else is brilliant and I really do enjoy it. But seeing that moment where two people look into each other's eyes and make this commitment, like, it's really formal commitment. it's funny because
1: you spend, when you're throwing it, you're worried about logistics people, plates, uh, booze, you know, canapes. (laughs) You want to make sure there's enough drink and food. But I've said this to many people who since um, got married afterward, friends. I was just at a wedding last weekend in the south of France. And that you spend so much time kind of preparing for the pomp and circumstance of it all. Like You want to make sure everyone enjoys themselves and that there is nothing that can prepare you for the moment when you are standing up in front of the most important people in your life. Right. Um, and you are professing a very beautiful long-term commitment and you're in essence, asking these people to hold you accountable. Right. Um, and I think that that it is really hard to describe to people what that feeling is like because, uh, the love in the room is enormous. Uh, there's almost this electric quality to it. People are are so happy for you, and they really want you to succeed. Um, but on the receiving end of that is just—it's uh, almost overwhelming. And you, you're trying to find the balance between uh, having this this deeply connected one-on-one experience, and yet this wave of goodwill and love is coming at you and it's it's a completely I mean I knew people loved us but that feeling was really unexpected and electric
0: and I think this is why a lot of people end up crying when yeah. they're watching a wedding ceremony
1: totally. because I cried during my wedding ceremony oh, I so, think yeah. it's,
0: do you know what, I think it's yeah. weird when bride and groom don't yeah, yeah. because
1: it's so powerful
0: you know all of your emotions are so high and as a guest when you're watching you the likelihood is you're at a wedding of People you really like. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. It's weird (laughs) if you go to wedding people that you're not that keen on. But you're at this wedding and your emotions are so high and you're watching someone who you care for so deeply getting the thing that they want. Mm -hmm. Getting love and Mm -hmm. happiness. Mm -hmm. And they're standing there and they're looking into the eyes of the person that they love. like. I just find it such an emotional experience.
1: In some ways, because it wasn't legal, because it wasn't a government... Uh, endorsed. Endorsed reception. It made it really powerful. And I look back and I think, you know, having now lived in the UK a long time, lived in Ireland, certainly grew up in the US. Um, it's all caught up with uh, the time. And I'm even floored how much has changed in the last 10 years. Um, but I'm going to say it again. I didn't even think about it those things uh when i was doing this i i wasn't it didn't feel like a protest uh event it felt like it was our event and our family and our friends and our chance to sort of uh tell each other how we felt and you know we had a humanist minister um who used to be a roman catholic priest you know and we're both Mm -hmm. uh but was irish was irish yeah um and so funny enough i think it you know my Catholic family, his Irish Catholic family. Um, I think everything just kind of felt like a like something they're quite used to, but of course very different because it was people told us it was probably the first gay wedding that 99% of the attendees had gone to.
0: I still can't believe that I've only been to one gay wedding. One. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh Considering yeah. my friendship I circle, so. like it- I couldn't make that wedding. I won't <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: But it still surprises me that, you know... Yeah. I, you know, because we have been to so many heterosexual weddings.
1: I think part of it is a lot of my gay friends, when they get married, they, because they never grew up with this idea of a church and a traditional... They often want to go to a beach alone. They want four friends there. Or, you know, I had a, uh, one of my best friends married his husband and... um the redwood trees in, in San Francisco, oh, outside San Francisco. Beautiful. Right? And so there's, because you're freed from the traditional obligations of a wedding, a lot of friends of mine have done that. I don't know why I wanted the more traditional idea of 120 people. And, you know, my mother, our mother sat on a sofa right in front of us holding hands as we got married. Oh, right? I, love that. I mean, that's just, and I think I wanted that. I'm from a very large family um i just wanted everyone there you know and i think if i'd just gone and had a small ceremony um it would've been amazing it just wouldn't have it just wouldn't have had that same effect for me
0: but also you have a huge friendship group yes like that grows on a regular basis yeah, yeah. you know you you and you, shrinks sometimes yeah, true. because yeah. of my El- elbows because of my behavior <laughs> But I think for for someone like you to not have a big wedding and to not have all those yeah. people there would be strange. It would, because you are someone who is a very good friend who to all of your friends, yeah. and you like to embrace the party and all those kind of things. Yeah. So I think if it was just you and Sean and you know close family, it, w- it, it would have been great. It, it, just it would contradict felt... who you are as is, people.
1: You know, I have so many friends who are like family to me. Yeah, so I just couldn't. I didn't even think about it to be honest. I really didn't. I didn't even. I hate to say, it, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. I, just, I did not consider mm. the sort of, you know, beach wedding or something.
0: Now I've obviously met a number of your friends now who yes. have been to that wedding. Yes. And one of the things they all say to me, God, that wedding was so good. So, yeah. actually, so I need to know the details. Why? What happened after the ceremony? What did it then move into? Was so it a sit down something dinner a bit, or so
1: something a bit before the ceremony that I think. Um, is part of what they're talking about. So, so, um, I had not been fully aware I hadn't moved to London by this point. I'd never lived in Ireland. And so when you have a wedding in the summer in the U S if it's sunny, it is sunny, right? Like you don't have to worry. Chances are you're going to have a nice day. Um, (laughs) it makes me laugh now, but so we had everything planned and we had all these seats out in this beautiful, Old garden with crumbling stone, overlooking the water and the horses, and I mean, you just could have—it's like a like a postcard. Um, And then it just started chucking rain, like I mean, the heavens opened, uh, and I freaked out. I mean, you know, the classic uh, American type A shock. And um, and so what we had to do is completely change our plans, and everybody had to go into the great room, um, which was large but not. 120 people large and everyone basically sat on top of each other that's why my mother and Sean's mother was uh, on a sofa right in front of us people were kind of sitting on um, windowsills and little benches and some people on the floor and um, and I think what everyone has said to me and I felt it so clearly was that there was pure true electricity in that room like it just all that love that I was talking about all that goodwill that was directed toward us was just so heightened because we were all just on top of each other um and then once it ended uh the rain stopped and the skies opened and no joke like rainbows you know remember the horses and the water it just was like it was like a joke right and then everybody just had a party um and and i think the fact that it was the first one of the first gay weddings they'd gone to and you know sean and i have so many dear friends who we love and they love us, and it just was sort of this really beautiful mix of, of, of I don't know, people who were there to celebrate us, and then, let's be honest, it was an Irish wedding, so... Um, the booze was flowing. The booze was flowing. <laughs> um, so, yeah.
0: And did you have dancing?
1: We had dancing. I mean, so there were a lot of little rooms, um, so people... Uh, kind of kept uh, moving over to different parts yeah. and having private conversations, and then we dancing outside and uh, but it was very uh, unstructured you know there was no technical dance floor i didn 't want that sort of overly constructed feel, uh, but you just saw people dancing in the fields i mean it was a um, yeah it was really it was, a, it was just it was just a party i mean literally it was just a knees up kind of uh, classic party. Um, and, and people were there to really have fun.
0: Well, as I say, every single one of your friends who I've met, people have said it to me who, too. Yeah. who were at that wedding, um, have said, oh, it was such a great wedding. It's
1: hard when it's your own wedding. You can't be like, it's the best wedding I've ever been to. But I mean, of course that was the best wedding I've ever, I'd well, ever been to. Right. So. It was all my favorite people in one place. And I will say one funny thing, which is the wedding planner in Ireland, um, uh, had suggested a certain amount of alcohol, and I was just worried that it wouldn 't be enough for the party and all these people had flown from the u s and i just so I just said double it i didn 't even i didn 't even look I just said okay, whatever it is, just multiply it times two yeah the last pint I think was drank by my my uh twenty you know, one year old nephew at the time at three a m something like that I think I was in bed by then, but um and people had taken bottles i 'm sure back to their uh, hotels and had later parties but uh, yeah they, uh, they drank us dry
0: I love the fact though that you doubled it and you still ran out That's yeah oh is,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine if, truth, if I hadn't or, oh, I mean so f- oh I think they would have you know, burned me in effigy or something.
0: <laughs> so everybody obviously woke up with their hangovers uh, in 2008 <laughs> um, and then you and Sean are living in New York yep. but then an opportunity comes up for you guys to move to London, move to London. for a little while so, which is obviously where we met and yep. uh, And then you became a little bit nomadic in that you were London, Dublin, Dublin, New York York, for a little while. But I do know that when you're... Living
1: now back in London. Living
0: now back in London. (laughs) Yay! Um, But when you were in New York, something quite special happened that meant that you could do it all again.
1: Yeah, so when we were living in Dublin, uh, I'll never forget this. I remember the cover of the New York Times uh, came out and there was a picture of the White House covered in rainbow colors, um, because the Supreme court had passed gay marriage, not passed, um, had, let's just say legalized gay marriage. And, um, and I really wanted to be part of that. And I wanted to, um, officially make our marriage legal. That was important to me. It had been obviously a number of years since we had been married in our own wedding, but, um, the very first, the the very day Um, when we got back to New York, we decided that we're going to go to city hall and get married. And it happened to coincide with the anniversary of our very first date, which is March 3rd. And so we did, we went to city hall and put a suit on and a tie we went and had some very close friends there. Um, some very good Irish friends of ours who live in New York and my brother and my best friend, Laura, a few other people. And, um, and we exchanged rings and got an official Wedding certificate and what's even funnier is that we decided we'd have a very small kind of reception afterward and invited some friends to meet us at an Irish pub that had enough space to 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 hold us and um, it turned out to be like I don't know. Fifty people. Well, I
0: love about people came that. with
1: gifts. Like, oh, really? we, some did. I mean, but you was, gave we, no
0: one any notice. We, no, we
1: only told people. I think maybe six hours before. Because
0: I, I was in London, and you rang me, and you are like, "Guess where we're going?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, like, wow, that's we're so exciting! Like, yeah, and it was like even like me in London, not being able to attend. Yeah. I was like beside myself with excitement. I thought it would
1: just be truly. I thought it would be a half hour in a court, kind of just, um, but again, just having the family and the friends around later on. Um, really celebrating it, uh, and the fact that it was legal, you know, I think people really came out and supported us.
0: When you were there that day, were there lots of other gay couples? Because I remember seeing on the news the day that it became legal, they went to like a courthouse somewhere, and there was just a, a queue, queue of, of people. All
1: these gay couples. Yeah. So oh, this is, this is probably now maybe a few months after. The, uh, okay. I'd have to look back to you know when I can't the ruling remember was. What day it was. But yeah. um, but no, there was. I remember when we went to get the license i remember having to go into uh the courthouse a few days before and there was um there was another gay couple uh and it really broke my heart and they were walking up to the counter and they looked so nervous um and uh this young hispanic couple who was you know clearly in love but they were so nervous that they would be denied uh the right to, to do this. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was kind of beautiful. Like, they they they, they went through with it.
0: Because I don't think anyone should be denied the right to marry no, the person they love. And, yeah. obviously, in the UK, Northern Ireland still
1: doesn't yeah. allow
0: yeah. Uh, gay which marriage. Which is insane. Which is insane. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of countries are beginning to change the law. Australia is probably the most mm-hmm. recent high-profile yeah. Yeah, one. which is amazing. And, you know, let's let's keep pushing
1: it i mean look here's the not to make it too serious but i said before you know young gay kids especially when i was growing up and until it was legalized in the uk and the us had no point of reference for a gay marriage like just sit with that for a moment like sit and think if you were 10 or 12 or you know a young child who is starting to have these feelings and, you know, you're thinking, oh, there's a cute boy and maybe one day we'll get married. And you think of dresses and parties and parents and churches, like none of that was a possibility. So there's a real implication to that, right? It, it really tells these young boys and girls that they're not good enough. They can never have this sort of stable marriage that their parents have had. That their teachers have had that the community you know everybody they know in their life has this marriage and um, and they were not allowed it. So to say that it is uh, important um, is an understatement. And and I think maybe one of the reasons I wanted to have a marriage ten years ago was to kind of do that, right? I mean, I i don't suffer a lot of those those kind of insecurities because other people don't think I deserve a marriage um, and I wanted to stand in front of my now husband and show how much love we have for each other, how much respect we have for each other, and um, yeah and and really give an example to people to.
0: Especially to sure. your nieces and nephews, because yeah. you have got a, num- a lot of nieces and nephews. Yeah,
1: 20. Yeah. 20 nieces and nephews. And um, at the time, they were, you know, a lot of them were five, six, seven, yeah. eight. 6, 7, Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. I and wanted them to see. one of
0: them bound to be gay. It,
1: yeah, it turned out not to be, unfortunately. Oh, I know. <laughs> Jesus. They, they, hey, they crushed the me. Yeah, <laughs> stats are wrong in this case. But, but uh, yeah, that was definitely part of it, which is, you know, I, I'm incredibly close to all of them. And, and I really wanted them to see... Um, An example, even if it wasn't legal, even if it wasn't even discussed very much back then, I wanted them to see a confident, happy, in-love, gay couple get married.
0: Which everyone deserves. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story. I've loved it. Me too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So there we have it. That was Sean's wedding. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that because I absolutely loved having that conversation with Sean. And I felt it was a really important conversation. Sean and I do talk about a lot of deep and meaningful things on a very regular basis, as well as a lot of silliness. But I think just kind of having that really intense conversation with a friend about gay marriage, their views on it, their experience of it. It was really in-depth and intense and I'd have to admit I did get a bit emotional as I was talking to him. I have found doing this series of podcasts that at the end of um, chatting to people they said oh it's been so wonderful reliving my wedding and I have felt very emotional about it but I've never once felt emotional until this episode so it was a really special one for me I'd have to admit and I really hope that you got something from it too. Um, Please do recommend this podcast to your friends You can rate and review us On the old iTunes or Apple Podcasts They prefer to be called Allegedly it helps other people find us Uh, Do follow us on the social media We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram All at Wedding Guest Pod And do come and see my show, Wedding Guest Extraordinaire, at the Edinburgh Festival. I'll be performing as part of the PBH Free Fringe at Waverley Bar on St Mary's Street at noon each day from the 4th until the 22nd, not the 15th. I am having one day off. Uh, It's the first time I've taken a show up to Edinburgh. So I'm excited, if not a little bit nervous, but I think it'll be a really fun month. To be honest, I'm looking forward to getting out of London because it is insanely hot and you should only really be at the seaside when it's this hot. But do come along and introduce yourself if you are a listener because it's lovely to meet you when, when you do let me know. Well, do take care and I do hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire.